Welcome to the Cruciform Life Church podcast, featuring the weekly sermons from our Sunday gathering. Please visit us online at www.cruciformlifechurch.org for more information. So our text this morning is in Psalm 19. So let's all stand and let's read together the word of our God today. Psalm 19, hear the word of God. To the choir master, Psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech. And night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words, whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber. And like a strong man, runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the other. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord my rock, and my redeemer. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for the grace that you have poured out in Jesus. Thank you for your love that, that clings to us no matter what comes our way. Thank you, O Lord, that you are for us and not against us. And thank you, Lord God, indeed for, for the atoning work of Christ that enabled us right now to draw near before your throne of grace. And Lord, we pray that in your inspired word, as we seek to hear from you, O Lord, through the preaching your message today. Breathe to us, O Lord, by your Holy Spirit, and cause your word, your truths, O Lord, to come alive in each one of us and bear fruits, O Lord, of righteousness that truly exalts you. Indeed, O Lord, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be the very offering, O oh God, that will be 
pleasing before your sight. To you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. We bless you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Please be seated. They are saying that the great artist, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Da Vinci, the great artist, Leonardo DiCaprio, sorry, Da Vinci, sorry, Da Vinci, uh, he's, they, they're saying that he would sit motionless for days at a time meditating. Can you imagine that? He would sit motionless for days at a time meditating and getting inspiration for his masterpieces. He's taking time seriously in his work for sure by doing nothing like motionless and not only day, but for days so that he will get an inspiration for his masterpiece. It tells us also, as believers, that in order for us to find inspiration in our life in the Lord, we must also give time to meditate upon God in His greatness. We entitled our message today based, again, in our text, Psalm 19, a way to Selah. The title itself is my adaptation of the title of the book by Matthew Henry. He has this book, A Way to Pray. And it is like a, of course, a prayer book filled with the Word of God being prayed by Matthew Henry. It's like a method to pray. That's why I'm adapting that title by using or by, by meditating based in Psalm 19 on the glory of God. So meaning a method at least to sailor, a method or a way to pause, if we may say, to stop, to reflect and think about God. And what we can see here in this psalm, it is like a method on how we can meditate in the Lord. And as we can see in the last verse, in verse 14, we can see here that it somehow tells us that the whole psalm is indeed a plea for the Lord praying that the Lord will find pleasure in the words and thought of His people more than what they can offer in the altar. It's like a prayer that more than what they can bring, again, in the context of the Old Testament people, where they gather for worship, let's say, where they are called to bring their sacrifices to the Lord, more than what they can offer, the psalmist here is praying in worship that the Lord will cause him 
to offer a pure thoughts of praise and a, a deep meditation upon God in His heart, especially by looking in His glory. And again, it, it all comes by meditating in the glory of the Lord, which is specifically displayed in His creation, we can see here, but in the whole vast universe, and at the same time in His written word, in His written inspired word. It, it is an act of meditation wherein it tells us that what should preoccupy our words and our thoughts should be the greatness of God. That everyone who desires to live a life should be preoccupied truly by the greatness of God, which in return magnifies that greatness in the way He lived. So again, I am using the word Selah. Probably if you can flip to the other, like in, in Psalm 20, you can see that word Selah. And Selah, actually, we do not know exactly the meaning of Selah, but it is like a liturgical notation. So meaning in their order of worship, there's some marker that probably suggests to stop or to pause or to rest. Meaning if you're reading a particular verse in Psalm 20 and you encounter Selah after verse 3, it probably suggests for you to stop and think about what you have read and think about what you have seen in the text. So that is Selah. But just as Selah suggests to pause and consider God, consider who God is, in Psalm 90, which is an act of meditation, meditating in the glory of God, it tells us to give primacy, to give preeminence to our great need to be consumed by the glory of God more than anything else. Meaning, more than anything po ng ginagawa natin sa araw-araw, what should preoccupy us is the glory of God. Just like when you wake up earlier, when you woke up earlier, can you immediately tell me kung ano yung preoccupation ng puso mo? Is it, are you really rushing the moment you wake up to pause, to think about the greatness of God? in the things that He made and in the truth of His Word, like dropping everything and approach God in His glory and in His greatness? Of course, we all fall short of this. 
But this psalm is like a call for us to, to seriously pause for a while and think about your God. To be still and know that He is your God. So Psalm 19 then provides us a way to Selah. Provides us a way on how to meditate in the glory of God. Right? So it is like a meditation psalm. A meditation book. Or probably one set of book on how we can meditate in the glory of God. That's why the central message of Psalm 19, as we preach it today, tells us that God finds pleasure in the hearts that are consumed always by His beauty, particularly in the things that He made, and in the splendor of His Word. God finds pleasure, or God is pleased, to those people whose hearts are always preoccupied or consumed by His beauty in the things that He made and in the splendor or beauty of His Word. So David here presents us the steps, if we may say, the steps of meditation, the steps of meditating before God. So first, in verses 1 to 6, first step, is telling us to meditate in God's handiwork. In the things that He crafted. Or even by His Word. And in verses 7 to 11, second step is like to meditate in His Word or God's Word. And third, pause after pondering upon the beauty of God in the things He made and in His Word, to ponder about your life, to reflect about your very self, your very condition at the moment. It's a good steps of meditation here. So let's take number one. First step is to meditate in God's handiwork. Verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. The heavens here literally mean, literally, I noticed last Sunday, the word for the day is literally. So, anyway, but... I cannot escape. It means sky. It means not just like heavens, whatever heaven that we can think of. It literally means skies, just like what is specified in the next word. The parallel word is sky. Which may also refer to the whole universe. Right Outside earth, you thought that the earth itself is so big, huge, until you encounter Jupiter or Saturn 
which is only in, in, solar, in the solar system, which is one of the galaxies among many billions of galaxies or stars. So this whole cosmos, vast universe, declares the glory of God. But the next, but the word also here, another word is glory. When it says that the heavens declare the word glory of God, the Hebrew word means heavy, like heavy or weighty. So the glory means heavy, but there's also a next sense of the word, which means importance. Kung ano po yung importante sa isang tao. So, it's like it suggests to us that the whole cosmos declares what is important to God. This is why, let's say, an example, if we think about something or or people, that is very important to us, kung tatanungin niyo po yung sarili niyo, ano, ano yung importanteng bagay sa inyo? Your job? Your family? Yung anak ko? Yung church? Yung sweldo ko? Yung savings ko? Yung mga babayaran ko? Or whatever. The bills? Whatever is weighty to you, that is what's important to you. Like parents who raises their family, or an individual striving to be a seasoned expert or professional in his field, or whatever is most important in our lives, that is our heaviest purpose in life. You're waking up for that very for that heaviest purpose in your life. Now, if this word can be used to refer to the glory of a person, right? Let's try to explore the range of meaning, the meanings. If this word, if this word can be used to refer to the glory of a person, it is to refer to the inner glory that we have or the greatness of a person. For example, Michael Jordan. We call them the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Because he is great in basketball. That's his glory. And Ludwig van Beethoven, for those who are into music, Ludwig Van Beethoven is actually recognized as the best music composer even when he has a hearing problem. He is like not hearing clearly, yet he is able, was able to produce, whoa, a beautiful score of music. Or Albert Einstein with his unique Unique field of talent in science. There are no people like these people. Now think about yourself. What is your glory? What is your glory? So all human beings 
have a unique inner glory or importance, but God has a quality that is superior to all. Your glory or the glory of anything or anyone are nothing compared to the glory of God. The beauty of the whole nature and of the universe is a demonstration of how great the glory of God is. It is suggested that David here, right? It is suggested that David here is probably attacking the pagan people in their time who worships the sun and worships the sky as their god. So meaning, David is telling, yeah, you're worshiping the sun with that kind of glory. You're worshiping the sky. But actually, the galaxies are worshiping the true God. Those created, those creations that you are worshiping or whatever idols that you have, well, it tells to them, smack to their face, that these tiny little bitty things that you worship in the hands of God worships the true God. So verse 2 to 6, it says, Day to day pours out speech, and day night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech. Think about the whole creation. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth. Their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom, leaving his chamber. Like a strong man, runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. I love one, probably a, a story. Pinatanong po yung isang tao, a, a particular person is, was asked, how do you know that God is existing? And then he said, Well, you know, when you look at your watch, you know, at some point in time, I think it will be broken. Time will come that it will uh, not rotate properly. Or probably you have to change batteries if it is an automatic. Probably there's still, something will still happen. Rust, dust will probably destroy the watch. But I cannot really think that since the creation of the world and even up to this time, the sun is perfectly rotating. The planets are in, in right motion even up to this time. That no man can do it. That no person can can even destroy the rotation of the whole planets. There must be a God. It tells us that the whole galaxy, meaning the galaxy or the stars in the heavens, indeed reveals the knowledge of the glory of God. John Piper was asked, 
or as he asked the question, rather, on why did God created such a huge galaxy where only one planet that he granted a complete life, complete human life to exist? Meaning, bahit daw po may sobrang laking universe at meron lang isang planeta na kung saan may totoong buhay. I'm not sure if those astronauts or scientists, astronomers, were able to discover a planet na may taong katulad po natin. At least for now, wala po. So let's leave it to them. Maybe there is. Pero kung isipin po natin, why there is such a big waste of other ba- bodies in the planet when there is only Earth? na may perfect oxygen, perfect weather, not so perfect compared to other planets, beautiful creation. Why will God create such a big waste para lang sa isang planeta? Have you thought about it? He said, that the excess of the whole universe is not a big waste, but it was made by God so that we can know how great He is and how great His glory is. It tells you how great God is. Hindi po yun sinayang niya. He wants us to see His glory. The whole world and all creation revolve and is centered on God and not on us. Tulad ng illustration ni Piper in the Reader's Digest na meron daw pong pumunta sa, what do you call that place? The Grand Canyon. Nakita niya, he saw the beauty of the Grand Canyon at wala daw pong No one will go there and say, the whole universe is about me. But you will actually see how really small you are. We all exist and live for the glory of God. We labor and toil, not only so that we may have something to eat. Hindi po tayo nagtatrabaho para may kumakain tayo sa lamesa natin, sa kapagkainan. We are not working to earn, simply to earn and have something to, to spend. But we do all things according to 1 Corinthians 3, uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians 10.31, that whether you eat or you drink, and whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Romans 11.36, that from Him, to Him, and for Him, are all things. To Him be the glory. If purpose in life is not about the glory, the glory of, or even for us as a church, meaning, kung ang purpose po ng buhay ay hindi para sa kalwalhatian ng kadakilaan ng Panginoon, even po sa atin bilang iglesia, that we are existing for our fame, that we are existing so that we will create good numbers, 
so that we will look good to other people. Everything you do or we do is meaningless. Yung pagtatrabaho niyo po, it's meaningless if it is just all for you. But the moment you realize that it's all for the glory of God, there's something in your life that will truly cause you to wake up each morning and do everything as if it is not really a waste. God is the most important or preeminent in the whole realm of His creation in the people that He rescued, which is His church. God is the one who is the most important in all things. And as God reveals Himself through the things He made, this is what we can learn. Practically, we learn about His power. We learn about also our finiteness. We learn about our limitation. We realize that we cannot live throughout the day without sleeping 24 hours or 36 hours because you are not God. And you cannot accomplish many things because at one point in time, you will fail or probably you will feel weak compared to God. So the glory of God in the creation, it gives us dramatic evidence of His existence, His power, His love, and also His care. God is behind everything that happens in earth and in the whole universe. That's why for us to say that the universe came into being by chance, na nagkaroon lang ng universe because may nangyaring pagsaabog, or by a random series of events, ang latest po ngayon, hindi daw po nagsimula sa Big Bang, ang universe. Ang sabi, nagsimula daw ang Big Bang sa isa pang pagsabog. And I don't know, how can they figure that out? To argue that mind-blogging beauty and complexity can come out of nothing para labanan mo ang Panginoon na, nang, na nagkaroon ng, ng creation out of nothing to argue with, with God is absurd and ridiculous. It's foolishness. Ex nihilo. Out of nothing, He created all things. And you can never argue about it because only a divine being can do that. Yet the design, yung design nyo po, even nga po yung DNA po ng isang tao, amazing design. The complexity na hindi nyo po kayang nating maisip, the orderliness, the life-giving environment of our world clearly point to a personally involved creator. Meron pong Diyos na may akda ng lahat. And as you look around you in nature and in the heavens, it calls us to worship Him. It calls us to give Him thanks for such magnificent beauty 
and such magnificent truths that it reveals about our God and who created all these incredible wonders. Jonathan Edwards said, God is the highest good of the reasonable creature. He is the highest good. The enjoyment of Him is our proper and is the only happiness with which our souls can be satisfied. To go to heaven fully to enjoy God is infinitely better than the most pleasant accommodations here. Better than fathers and mothers, husbands or wives, if they are your glory, or children, or the company of any or earthly friends, of all earthly friends. But these are but shadows, but the enjoyment of God is the substance. Yung mga kagandahan sa buhay, yun daw po ay anino lang ng Panginoon dahil siya ang totoong substance ng kagandahan. There are, these are scattered beams, but God is the sun. Alam niyo po ba na ang, kaya ganitong klase yung liwanag, hindi direktang yung init ng araw sa atin because of the phenomenon na may scattering reflection. Ibig sabihin po dito, beams lang daw po yung kagandahan natin sa buhay. Ang siyang sumisikat, pinanggagalingan ng ilaw ay ang Panginoon mismo. So these are but scattered beams, but God is the sun. These are but streams, but God is the fountain. These are but drops, but God is the ocean. Second, second step of meditation is to meditate in the Word of God. If you will observe and think about the next set of verses, try to look in verses 7 or after chapter verse 6, verse 7, probably you will say, what's the connection? You're talking about creation. The next thing that you're talking about is the law? So the following seem to have no connection compared to the creation of God, which is glorious. What is glorious in the law? What is glorious in the Word? So just as the psalmist said, the heavens declare the glory of God in verse 1 till verse 6. Suddenly, verse 7 to 9, it says, let's read. The law of the Lord is perfect. If the creation is perfectly made by God, the law, it says, is also perfect. So there's the connection. The law revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and bad and righteous altogether. 
Now, the, what we are seeing here is there is a similarity of idea turns, turning out that if the whole universe, as I have said earlier, is declaring the glory of God, the universe is declaring the glory of God, the law is also declaring the glory of God. The law, or actually the word Torah, in their context, yung Mosaic law, sinasabi, na, sinasabi ni David dito na ito daw po ay perfect. Of course, it is not given by any man or any nation, kings, but it's given by God Himself. As God reveals Himself to us generally, true, the scripture, so meaning, of course, it doesn't mean na yung, yung ibang kasulatan sa Biblia ay hindi perfect. Well, actually, the whole Bible, not only the law of Moses is perfect, generally, the scripture is perfect. It is revealing to us His glory in the Word. We can learn about His holiness. We can learn about our sinfulness. Right now, you are in the reset of your Bible reading. And I think you're in Exodus right now. And I want to see all of you continuing until you finish until Deuteronomy. Because right in Exodus, you will encounter the giving of the law. And do not skip. Endure all the commandments, okay? Read every detail of the commandments and try to argue with God. Why are you commanding this kind of commandments with such standard? And if you fail, you die. Wow. It reveals to us His holiness. And who can really stand, Sabingani David? Or the Psalm says, Psalm 130, If you keep a record of sin, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness. Because no one can really perfect the law after all. It reveals to us His holiness and our sinfulness. So this means that God is also supreme, hindi lang po sa creation, but God is also supreme in how we live. God is the standard of morality. It is not you. It is not Men who will dictate what is right or wrong. If God is supreme in the universe, that you cannot control the COVID, not, you cannot stop any disaster, you cannot also argue against the standard of God's morality. God is supreme in our life because His Word is important to our lives so that we will be guided well and that we will live pleasing to Him. That's why also in verse 10 to 11, it says, More to be desired are they than gold. Think about this. Meron po ba yung ginto? Probably jewelry. How about bars of gold? And it says, the Word of God is more precious and to be desired than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. 
Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Isipin po natin ito. Marami pong tao, actually may mga tinatawag pang treasure hunter. They're after such treasure, right? If wealth, kung ang yaman ay kayang magdala sa atin ng such pleasure or great pleasure and comfort, sinasabi po dito ni David, try to imagine David who became a king. Can you imagine also a new president in the country being honored with such recognition in the inauguration, may mga parade ng mga armies, ng mga tanks or anything, giving honor to such president. And King David himself, when he became, I'm now also in my reading sa 2 Samuel, Second Chroni- or First Chronicles, also the parallel. You can see there na when, when David was inaugurated as king, grabing, gra- grabe yung celebration nila. Grabe yung paghahandog kay David. So if there is great wealth that will give us pleasure, the word of God is more to be desired, sabi ni David. Sabi ng isang tao na nakatanggap ng sobrang pleasure. More to be desired because it is more able to enrich our character and to enrich our pleasure with God that the gold and sweetness of any honey cannot do. Hindi kayang baguhin ng isang tao ng yaman. You cannot simply be changed by what you can buy or have. What can make your life your very life rich is the Word of God. That is why, church, we have the great privilege and pleasure to show forth the glory of God in our lives. Maipakita po sa buhay natin ang kalwalhatian ng Panginoon by placing the Word of God at the top or at the center of our lives. Do not Put your job, your school, your family at the center. Put the Holy Word of God at the very center of your life. And I'm telling you, your life will be enriched to the point that it will show to the people how glorious God really is, especially in His redemption. So the Word of God is the real treasure in this world that nothing can truly fill or replace man's need to have a good life. Wala po talaga makakapagbigay sa tao ng anumang bagay para mabago ng gusto ang buhay. Think about it. This is so, this is really a treasure, a gift from God. So God is supreme in our lives at hindi po tayo. God is the one supreme. And we should be under His word or commandments. And not even our knowledge or our own principles. 
bata ka man or matanda. What sets the tone is the Word of God and not any principles of men. And even in our church, the Word of God is our supreme rule and authority and nothing else. If you go beyond the Word of God, the destruction will start. That you will allow two people in the same gender later on can be married or anything else because that's what you think is, is right. But God again is supreme in our lives and we are not. Lastly, as you meditate in the Word of God, meditate upon your life. Think about yourself. Think about or face the Lord as if you are naked before Him. As David meditated on the depths of God's glory, this was his response in the end. Ito po yung response ni David in verse 12 to 14. So David is saying how glorious God is in the creation and how beautiful is His law. And this is his response. Verse 12 says, Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart in all of the things that he meditated on be acceptable in your sight, O Lord my God, my rock, and my Redeemer. In verse 12, sa iba pong translation, in New Living Translation, ito pong sabi sa verse 12, How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Kayo po, paano niyo po malalaman yung mga kasalanan sa puso niyo by your own? Sino pong makakapag... Kung pupunta po kayo sa isang sabihin natin, tinatawag namang gagamot, o oh, ito lang yung inumin mo, this is what you need to take, and you will be well. But you know that there's something in the, in the very depths of your body na may kailangang makita at may kailangang ayusin that only a surgeon or radiologists can see what's the problem inside. Pwede niyo po bang makita yung sakit niyo by your own? Of course not. A rhetorical question. But the Word of God apparently can expose the very sins that you have right now. We have. In the Christian Standard Bible, it's, it is translated like this. Who perceives his unintentional sins? Akala po natin, we are living, uh, sabihin natin, right before God, when after all, meron pala tayong mga kasalanan, kasalanan na hindi natin sinasadya. 
until someone will tell you. And then continuing in verse 13 in the translation of CSB, it says, Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule me. So if the universe can show the glory of God, what it can do completely is to show us clearly how sinful we are that only the Word of God can do it. Hindi po kayang sabihin sa atin ang puno kung ano yung kasalanan mo ngayon. Hindi pwedeng sabihin ng, ng dahon, ng anumang bagay, pagtitingin ka lang sa creation kung ano yung kasalanan mo. Only the Word of God can tell you what's wrong. And only the Word of God can tell you what you need to do. This is also what James, verse 1, or chapter 1, 22 to 25, a familiar passage, na para daw po tayong isang tao na tumingin sa salamin at nakita mo kung ano yung problema, pero wala kang pakialam, hindi mo binago yung sarili mo. He is using the imagery of the law Kapag tumingin daw po tayo sa salita ng Panginoon, makikita mo yung reflection kung ano talaga yung imahe mo. The problem is, you are not changing what you need to change. But David, hindi po dito nagtatapos si David. In verse 14, sabi po niya, that's why his prayer is not only makita niya kung anong problema niya, but his prayer is that his word, the words of his mouth, the meditation of his heart, be acceptable in the sight of the Lord, his rock. And I love the last word, redeemer. Rock, who is their refuge, who will protect him, and who will redeem him from his sin. Kasi hindi niya kayang mabuhay ng perfecto, at siya ay haharap sa hatol ng Panginoon in the judgment of God, he needs salvation after all. So as the Lord desires His worshipers to offer an acceptable sacrifice, sa context po ng Israel, kailangan mag-offer ka ng perfect sacrifice. Mababasa niyo po yan along the way in your Bible reading. David's prayer was that his words and the substance of his heart would be acceptable. Yung pinaka nilalaman ng puso niya ang maging kanais-nais sa Panginoon, katanggap-tanggap sa Panginoon. And he addressed the Lord as his rock and redeemer. So it also shows that the glory of God is more manifested again. Three things. The creation reveals the glory of God. The Word of God reveals His glory. But there is here another thing that reveals the glory of God na hindi lang po nagtatapos sa salita ng Panginoon. It is manifested more in the Lord being a rescuer, in being a redeemer. Doon po gusto mismong ipakita ng Panginoon yung kalwalhatian niya. In our understanding of who God is through the things that He made, in his, the glory of God in the things He made, and through His Word, it also shows us that God is the ultimate solution to the curse of sin as our only Savior. 
Pinapakita po dito, yes, we know our sins, but who can save me from this wretchedness? Sabi nga ni Paul. He said, thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The world was not only created so that we could see His glory in the creation. Ang mundo, yes, beautiful as it is, ay hindi daw po nilikha para lang makita natin doon mismo ang kaluwalhatian ng Panginoon. But so that we could see that even though He is Supreme God, the Supreme God, who created the vast universe, He is also able to descend as a human being to Jesus Christ to save the unworthy sinners. Ulitin ko po. Yes, no ordinary man can create the whole universe. And to tell you honestly, you're breathing right now because of God. You are existing right now because of God. You have everything that you need because of God. You can breathe because of God each morning the moment you wake up. But you need a rescuer in your sins. Sino po ang magliligtas sa kasalanan natin? Si Isaac, si Jacob, si Moses, si David. They even failed. Someone who is perfect should come and rescue us. And who is that? The one who created the universe stooped down to rescue us. Wala pong hari na gagawa nun sa kanyang mga subjects. Much more a God. Sabi nga ng Philippians 2, though he was in the form of God, he did, not, not, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But added humanity in himself like a servant. It turns out that God revealed his highest glory in the glory of his grace. Sipin po natin ito. Yes, maganda ang universe. It is a perfect word, inspired word from God. Pero hindi po yan ang pinakamataas na kalwalhatian ng Panginoon. Ang pinakamataas daw pong kalwalhatian ng Panginoon ay yung kanyang sukdulang biyaya. The grace of God. That's where the glory of God is most brightly shining. As God reveals Himself through our life, dito po sa mismong pag-reflect ng buhay natin, we learn our need of the gospel. As you reflect upon yourself, you will realize you need grace. Because if not, you will face the judgment of God through all eternity. Wala pa pong nakakaalam sa atin kung ano yung kamatayan. And you will never know what death really means. It reveals to us, as we look upon our wretchedness, our need for forgiveness, 
that in the gospel, it frees us from our guilt through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Sabi po ni John Piper, he said it beautifully, and I think ito po yung what captures the man himself who is nothing, who is more about the glory of God. He stated it perfectly, if I may say. The glory of God is reaching its apex in the triangle. This is the apex. Yung pinakataas in the mountain, yung pinakataas is the apex. The top of the mountain of His glory, the glory of God is reaching its apex in the glory of His grace. So meaning the creation, the Word of God, but the glory of His grace is in the apex of His glory. And the glory of His grace shines most brightly in the glory of His Son. Mas nagliliwanag daw po yung glory ng kanyang grasya most brightly in the glory of Jesus Christ. And the glory of His Son reaches its focus more intensely and clearly in the glory of His cross. Which means that the universe was created to display Christ crucified and risen for the most exquisite worship of God's grateful people. The universe was created because it's not, again, a big waste, but not simply to display who God is, but to display the Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for us and was raised to life for the most exquisite worship of God's grateful people. So again, as we come to a close, the message of our text in Psalm 19 says, God finds pleasure in the hearts that are consumed always by His beauty in the things He made and in the splendor of His work. And if you're familiar, and I hope you are, in the Westminster Shorter Catechism, the answer to the first question, it says, The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Ang punod dulo ng lahat sa tao ay mag-glorify ang Panginoon at ma-enjoy siya forever. As we have reflected now in the Word of God, meditating in the Word of God, now think about you, yourself. Reflect upon the condition of your heart right now. Are you really consumed by the glory of God each day? Or even right now, you're already thinking of what you will do after the service. You're getting bored in the things of God when you are easily being hyped up by social media. 
Church, may we all be reminded again that our ultimate purpose is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. That is the very reason why we are living and why we are coming together as a church or as the body of Christ. Ito po ang rason bakit tayo naririto. Hindi lang po sa Sunday, but why we are giving our lives to become His disciples as a community. Again, let us not place ourselves at the center of the whole world. Hindi po ang sarili natin ang sentro ng buong mundo. Kaya po katulad ng araw, like the sun on the planets, the planets are in perfect rotation or motion because the sun is properly placed at the center. And your life and our lives will be in perfect motion once God is situated at the center. Kapag wala po ang Diyos sa sentro ng iyong buhay, everything will be in chaos. The essence of studying at school, the essence of toiling at work, the essence of taking care of your family, hindi dahil may mga anak ka lang na kailangan mong alagaan, eto na namang araw na ito, hindi dahil may kailangan tayong bayaran, or whatever is our calling in life, we are called, all of us, to glorify God and to make Him our joy forever. So church, let it be so that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in the sight of the Lord, our rock and redeemer, as we meditate or as we sail in the depths of God's glory in each and every day of our lives. Let's pray. And after this, we'll proceed to the Lord's Supper. Lord, we honor you and we seek to magnify and exalt you. Not only in the mere acts of worship that we can simply do, but we want to honor you in what is really being, what is happening in our hearts. We want to honor you in our thoughts, in our words. We want to honor you, O oh God, with a right, with a right heart that seeks that is truly consumed by your greatness. And you know, you're the one who can discern the errors of men. Our hearts are desperately sick, and you are the only one who can make it well. So we pray, Lord God, that you will renew us and call us deeper to give ourselves each day to meditate upon your glory in the things you made and in your word that we may truly reflect how fleeting our lives is 
how insignificant we are. And everything is about Lord Jesus, come. Lord Jesus, renew us indeed. Cleanse us by your blood and humble us in the salvation that you have given for wretched sinners like us. All of this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Cruciform Life Church Podcast. Check out more gospel-centered messages at www.cruciformlifechurch.org or subscribe to this podcast at Spotify.